I'm going in search of witches. Witches? Witches. I guess you found me out, huh? Yeah. You should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. We were placed fester under some strange sexual spell. And what time will we be spellcasting? Hey there, witches, and welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft and spirituality in a modern context. My name is Rian Lockard, and I am the head witch here at Moonstone Witchery. Thank you so much for being here with me today. You can find me on Instagram at moonstone underscore witchery. You can find me on my website at moonstonewitchery.com. And right now, we have the cutest little crystal wire-wrapped babies um, for ornaments for your tree if you celebrate um, Christmas or Yule or just secular Christmas and have a pretty Christmas tree, um, you can hit us up and grab yourself a beautiful wire-wrapped crystal ornament. Also on the website, we have enchanted skeleton keys. These skeleton keys are each antique, and I have enchanted them myself to remove blockages, remove barriers, open doors to your future, the areas that you're trying to step into in your life, and close and lock doors behind you. Um, this is metaphorical doors, obviously, but these keys have been enchanted and infused with powerful spell energy, and they are on my website, so that would be a cool gift. Anyway, enough commercials, let's get to it. So I've been kind of MIA for a little while. COVID and life and COVID and life, and that kind of sums it up, but I am sorry for my absence, and I have so appreciative to everybody who has reached out to me and let me know you were thinking of me and wondering where the F I have gone. <laughs> Here I am. I exist. Today, I want to talk about something that I keep like getting circular messages about, so I thought we would just chat about it. Um, it's this whole, there's so many things going on with this topic. It's the whole topic around like, is the end of the world coming on December 21st, 2020? And in alignment with that, it's like, um, what's happening with 5D and like, what is it about ascension and blah, 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 all that stuff. So let's chat, okay? Every year at the end of the calendar year, I pull a card or a couple cards for the year to come. I also, by the way, um, offer a channeled word of the year to um, customers and clients at, for the beginning of each year, in which case I will um, consult with your guides and channel in a word for your year so you can work with that year. And it's almost always something that brings you to the next level of your personal self-growth work. So check, look, keep an eye on my website for that offering as well. <clears throat> All right, I promise I'm done with commercials, but it's pertinent. It's relevant. I think it's like the funnest thing I offer every year. So uh, at the beginning of last year, you know, at the beginning of 2020, I pulled a card and of course I got the tower. <laughs> so 
here's what you do when you are a witch pulling cards and you get the tarot. You just sneak that bitch back in the back and keep it moving. Pretend like you didn't see it. <laughs> At least that's what I did. I was like, oh, no, here we go. Um, now, obviously, the tower came to fruition. I was like, what's going to happen in my life? Like, everything's going to collapse. Like, oh, no. And the tower really made a big presence in 2020. The tower is about systems falling. It's about the dismantling of structures, of systems, of the way of things. And boy, that sure as hell happened in 2020. So it gave us that insight, like brace yourself. This is what's coming. And no one really likes that kind of energy. But the tower's positive side is that when these systems collapse or when these systems break down or when they crumble, we get to really see everything from, I guess, a different point of view. We get to see what it's like to exist without the system in place. We get to see the ways in which that system, albeit like as it provided structure and support to our lives, the, the places where certain things were kind of overlooked and certain things were kind of not working. And so one thing we've all learned, well, at least I won't speak for everyone, but one thing that became clarified for me about this isolation that we've stepped into due to the pandemic is, you know, we all are really focused on work and we all get really lost in the busy hustle and bustle. Um, we all kind of have a tendency to be distracted by our lives. And one thing this pandemic has done, especially if we've accepted that invitation, is it has taken us off autopilot and made us much more in a state of awareness. Because when you are going out in the world and there is a pandemic, you have to be aware of your surroundings, aware of what others are doing, aware of what you are doing, aware of the energy you're contributing. Are you in alignment with the protocols that have been set into place? Are you resistant to them? How do you feel when you're home with your family? There's been a lot of invitations here to get really clear about the energy of family and how we feel about our family, how we connect to our family, what it's like in our home space. Etc. Etc. And so the the collapse of these structures, the tower falling down in this year, has allowed us to like stand in the rubble and kind of look around and assess and get information. And that's a good thing. But I also never want to gloss over how epically hard this has been for all of us, and it still is. Um, you know, half of my private practice is in life coaching, and in like mental health support. And my clients are all entering a new phase of this like tedious energy around quarantine and this like exhausting, very deeply difficult energy of the prolonged sense of it. Because you can do anything for a burst of time. We can all find that inner strength to get through it. But this is not a burst of time any longer. This is a sustainable change that's impacted our lives for a long period of time. And as the waves ebb and flow, and as we have to re-enter into another phase of being locked down or shut down, there's that emotional, mental, and spiritual fatigue just around our previous coping strategies no longer being accessible to us now, people who are thriving or doing well are learning different coping strategies for themselves. They're looking around their new life and they're saying, 
where am I feeling deficient and where am I feeling not okay? And what do I need to do to support myself in getting out of that? And it's always going to be modified because like if your favorite thing was to go to the gym with all your friends and right now the gym either isn't available or you don't feel like it's accessible to you, um, you have to modify and you must say to yourself, what was I getting um, out of that experience? Like, What's the root of it? Because yes, you're getting exercise, but also if you're going with your friends, maybe you're getting socialization or maybe you're having fun or maybe you're just getting out of the house or maybe you're on a schedule that you liked or maybe you're giving yourself an excuse to buy a smoothie later. What is it that is underneath the coping strategy? What is the energy underneath the coping strategy and what did that energy provide to you? And once you know what that is, then you can go ahead and find new ways to get that same energy within the structure of your new experience that you're living in. So if you are feeling just epically like not okay right now, please know two things. One, you are not alone. So many people are feeling epically not okay right now. Not only is there like seasonal depression kicking on in the Northern Hemisphere here, but there is also just like fatigue, COVID-related fatigue, and that's a real thing. And I want you to reach out to other people and to come up with coping mechanisms that can be modified to fit your current life situation. And as you're coming up with these coping mechanisms, please remember that it's just good enough and not perfect. You're not going to get the thing that was perfect, but you can at least do something that gets you back in that energy vibration at least somewhat. Something on behalf of your higher self, something makes a difference much more than doing nothing or being paralyzed by it. So sit with that, think with that. And if anybody has any questions about that, you know, my DMs are always open. Please slide on in and hit me up and ask me what you can be doing right now. Um, Aside from that, so here's the thing. I'm getting messages like, OMG, what's happening on December 21st, 2020? Is the world coming to an end? What's going on? Okay, so in the spiritual world, when there's kind of chaos and and drama about certain topics like this, I have a tendency within myself to be like, Let's just ignore it, especially when I know there's no charge there. I kind of tend to not feed into it simply because I don't want to contribute to a conversation that's ultimately pointless and just not going anywhere. But there's fear circulating around this right now from some parties. But then there's also a lot of like haughty kind of elitism circulating around it from other parties and neither of these things are like my favorite like I'm not really into groups of people being unnecessarily like terrified and I'm certainly not into groups of people being like oh my god this is when like I finally get seen as the like bright shining star that I am and all of you guys will know that I've ascended and you haven't because like I'm all about like self-empowerment and seeing yourself as a bright shining star, but I'm not all about seeing yourself as a bright shining star in order to point out the lack of brightness present in other people. Like that's not a nice thing and I'm not here for it. So I just wanted to address this. Um, First, I don't know if y'all remember this, but back in 2012, everyone was convinced The world was coming to an end on December 21st, 2012. And at that time, I actually was deeply enmeshed in a local spiritual community here. And um, I was teaching and I was speaking and I was doing a bunch of stuff there. And we had this whole like sound meditation healing situation that night. And I remember being there and I remember knowing like, 
it's beautiful that this like crazy paranoid energy is bringing us together, but I wish that it didn't take something like this to bring us all together in this sense of sending healing energy, sending beautiful energy. Um, you know, a lot of the major times when I can think about these profoundly moving experiences that I've had in groups, it's because something terribly tragic has happened or there's been a lot of fear around a certain topic. Um, one of the most powerful events that I attended with this group energy was um, when I was leading the prayer at a candlelight vigil for the Pulse nightclub shooting. Um, the energy of that experience was so profoundly beautiful and I reflect upon it often because I wish that we could find reasons to activate ourselves enough to come together to send that good energy without having to have a tragedy or a fear of a tragedy um, precipitate it. But so as you know, you know, theoretically, I'm pretty sure because I'm sitting here today the world did not end on December 21st, 2012, right? We kept it moving. Things have been continuing. And then there was this update that went out like earlier this year. And it was like, oh, oops, maybe the Mayan calendar was incorrect. Even though in 2012, there was this whole campaign about how like accurate the math was. There was no way they were wrong. But they said maybe it was wrong. And they meant June 21st, 2020. Now, you'll notice I'm recording this. Oh, it's 11-11 where I am. Make a wish because it the wish counts just because I'm notifying you of it. So if you are an 11-11 person, here's your 11-11 sign. Make a wish. Um, the Oh, and I'm recording this on the 11th. How auspicious is that? I know I'm on this tangent, but oh my God, I love it. I'm going to make my wish really quick. Okay, and then at the end of wishing, I always say please and thank you because I'm being respectful of the energy of the universe. I'm like, please, can I have this wish come true? Thank you so much. Um, anyway, take a second, make your wish or receive your 1111 sign if you needed it. Oh, that reminds me. Next podcast, I'm going to be talking to y'all about twin flames. And I want you to buckle up for that <laughs> conversation because I have a lot to say and... Um, I don't know how it's going to go over. So enough of that. Anyhow, okay, so they were like, oh, oopsies, perhaps it, the world ends in June. Well, as I'm sitting here, December 11th, <laughs> the world seems to have not ended again, okay? And so when I'm hearing all this hype and I'm getting, you know, messages and posts on my, like, timelines and whatever, like, OMG, what's happening? Is the world ending? Like, what do you know about this? I just want to be like, everybody calm down. The world is not ending. Like, that's not a thing. The world is not ending. Here's what's happening on December 21st, 2020. First of all, December 21st is winter solstice. Yay, that's super exciting. It's the return of the sun. This winter solstice is where Christmas comes from. Winter solstice is all about the days starting again to get more infused with light, to get brighter, to get more like illuminated, to get beautiful, to the sun is beginning to return. And so isn't that language in interesting when we consider that Christmas is about the birth of Jesus, who is the apparent son, S-O-N, of God. <clears throat> and when the sun gets born into the world, 
you know, the lightness gets brought to the world, just as solstice has the sun returning and being birthed into the world and bringing the lightness. And it's no coincidence that this is what this holiday is about, because of course it is, because monotheism was attempting to convert paganism to, you know, to monotheism. So they were like, hey, look how similar it is, you know, (laughs) but it's not right. But in any event, the other similarity here. So winter solstice is always like my favorite. I love winter solstice. I love that that the world's starting to awaken a little bit more. I'm also very much into the idea of winter in general. I just want to take like a really brief tangent for a second. And I want to talk about winter. Winter is the energy of the liminal space. Liminal space is the time between something ending and something beginning. You can see the ending behind you. You know the beginning of something new is approaching, but you're in that breath, that pause, that silence in between. That is the liminal space. And what we don't realize about liminal space is that there is so much happening underneath the surface of liminal space. Liminal space is our invitation to faith. It's our invitation to trust. It's our invitation to self-care. It's our invitation to patiently waiting and being in the moment. Liminal space is so powerful and magical. It's the realm of infinite possibilities because nothing's happened yet. We know something's approaching, but it hasn't happened yet. Liminal space is like, Oh, so electrified. But we often like hate the liminal space, right? Because we're like, I just want to get to the thing. Like this thing ended. I just want to make sure the next thing's going to start. Oh my God, like hustle it up. Like let's go. I hate waiting. Patience, I suck at patience, blah, blah, blah. But if we stop and look at it, it's like full of magical energy. And people think that in winter, everything is dead. Winter is not about death. Fall. Now fall is about death. Fall is the descent into death. And what I like about fall is that nature makes death so fucking beautiful. Excuse my language. Sorry, I'm working on it. But winter makes death so epically beautiful. Or not winter, fall. Fall makes death so epically beautiful. The trees explode into colors. They go out in this beautiful fire of just like magic and power they, they just illuminate the world on their way out. They say, I have had this beautiful life and I'm just going to burst into color with the joy of celebration of that life. And then they die. And fall is only about death, which is why we have, you know, day of the dead and the, the, the quote, thinning of the veil and all of that stuff. It's because fall and death are the same. And that's amazing because death is the end of a cycle. So death is that ending that starts winter off. And winter is that liminal space in between death and birth because spring is the birth, right? And in winter, winter is about pregnancy. It's about the cultivation of those seeds. It's about the magic of manifestation and abundance. It's about trusting and believing in what's unseen. Everything on the surface in winter seems cold and dead 
and empty and blank and monochromatic. And that's because it's an empty canvas upon which we can put anything at all. Winter's about cultivating and manifesting. And isn't that like so powerful? I love that. So that is why winter solstice is like this magical thing because it's like, hey, you thought that it was getting darker, but really, hang on, because it's getting lighter. The light is building. We are creating the next most beautiful thing for you. Just hang in there and just wait patiently. And in the meantime, wear a blanket and take care of yourself and eat nourishing food and sit by a fire and be blessed in your patience and in your waiting and focus on your day-to-day tasks of mindfulness and focus on the things that anchor you into you and rest and be patient and be illuminated, and be beautiful, and watch as the days get brighter and brighter as we build towards the manifestation of everything that you're calling forth. And I just absolutely love that. So here's where I was going. (laughs) So, okay, they converted the pagans to monotheism by being like, we have a holiday about the sun too. It's just a different kind of sun, right? And so, um, okay, so... We're not ending the world, though, just because the the math says like December 20th or 21st, 2020, and it loosely coordinates with a Mayan calendar prediction, and Nostradamus predicted the end of the world was coming. But Nostradamus also said the world was going to end in 1999 and in other periods of time. Like, it's okay. Um, I, I do not agree. There's a lot of 5Ders out there that are like, OMG, we're all going to like ascend <laughs> on... December 21st, 2020. I hate to break it to you guys. If you are waiting for Ascension to magically slam into you, you are going to be disappointed. Ascension is a product of self-work. Full stop. Full stop. That's it. If you'd like to ascend, you totally can. Start doing all of your self-work and you will immediately ascend. Also, big super secret about ascension, we think of ascension as if we are like leaving our body and climbing our chakras and like transcending our crown chakra and just being up and out in the universe with the angels and the whatever, the heavens and this like light being. Ascension is not that. Please understand me. Ascension is the opposite of that. Ascension is a deep dive into the darkest parts of your innermost self. Ascension is a slow climb down the ladder from your heart into the depths of who you are, into your inner world, into your like core. And once you get down there, you dig and dig and you go deeper, farther down until you find the seeds and the little treasures buried in the dirt, in the soil of your soul. And you pick them out and you look at them and you realize this is the truth of who I am. And when you can see those little seeds in the depth and the core of who you are and hold them in your hand and look at them and say, oh my gosh, this is the truth of who I am, that is when you have ascended. It is a slow climb downward and inward. Once you complete that climb, you will look around and you will realize, I am at a mount, I am on a mountaintop. I have ascended, but you got there by going within not by looking externally to you, not by waiting for the energy to level you up around you. It cannot happen from the outside in. Ascension is inside work. 
So whenever anyone says to me, this date is coming and we will all ascend, I have to say, unfortunately, I do not believe that that's how it works. And I'm willing to be wrong. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm pretty sure we're all going to wake up and it's just going to be December 21st. And I, and like I said, I'll go ahead and be willing to be wrong. But if you want ascension, if that's something that interests you, start to look into self-work. Because I have to say, the entire Bible, if we interpret it correctly, and one of my beautiful clients um, reminded me of this Alan Watts recording um, where he's talking about the Bible being a dangerous book for humanity, and that's not a conversation I'm trying to have right now. The Bible has both pros and cons. I will never condemn a book. I like am anti the condemnation of books. Um But whenever Jesus was speaking about God, one thing that was very apparent is that the interpretation, the original interpretation does not say that God is something other than us, but that God is us. And if we understand it that way, then we understand that the entire book is a metaphor for the self. And so there can be no Armageddons in that context. See, the Armageddon in that context is simply the tower card. It's simply something's going to happen in your own life that will destroy your own world. And in the aftermath of that, you will have the opportunity to regroup, to regather yourself, to pick up your own pieces and to become something else and to ascend and to rise up and to, you know, be revolutionized in some way. You know, Revelations is about like the ascension up into heaven, the literal tangible ascension of like floating our bodies up into the sky. It is a metaphor. It is a metaphor for the way we feel when we have done our self-work and when we have accepted that we are God. We are able to transcend the trappings of tangible reality and see that all things are possible. Armageddon is the tower card, and the tower card pertains to structures and systems, whether tangibly around us or whether intangibly, our belief structures, our belief systems, the way in which we operate in the world that we forget to look at or question. See, we all have these structures influencing our every action, our every thought, our every movement. We are operating underneath a bunch of assumptions. We have to do that in order to exist. We have to accept certain structures in order to be part of a functioning society. We have to accept that there are things called jobs and that there are places called school and that there are things called neighborhoods and that there are things called families and that there is such a thing called marriage, but all of those things have been made up by us and they don't actually have to exist. They're not actually real. We've just all collectively agreed to operate within those structures and systems. And in doing so, we've created functional societies. So it's a good thing. However, because we've all collectively agreed doesn't mean that they're all perfect, flawless, and working efficiently, which is why we have 
you know, call to action and revolutionary people and we try to make change and we keep it a living structure that's always adapting and growing. We have these structures within ourselves as well. I am a person. I am and this gender or that gender, I am this title or that title, I am a daughter, I am a friend, I am a mother, I am a doctor, I am a lawyer, I am a school teacher, I am gay, straight, whatever, Republican, Democrat, I am all of these things. And all of those titles and all of those words, even down to your very name, by the way, all of those titles and words are simply that. They're abstract concepts that we're using to try to make some sense of ourselves, but they're all abstract. None of them actually really exist. And so if that's the case, we can reevaluate and reexamine them at any time. And we can invite ourselves into doing our own self-work to dismantle those structures or to at minimum say, is this a structure I want to continue to operate with? And self-work allows us to choose whether we want to dismantle certain structures and like put up new ones or if we want to maintain them or modify them. And when we get a card like the tarot or like the tower, it means one of your structures is about to collapse whether you like it or not. And then we have to deal with that. But we can always invite ourselves into that space and to doing that work for ourselves Armageddon, the end of the world, your world can end at any moment and you can choose that or it can just happen to you. But globally, there's not going to be some energy washing over us that automatically ascends certain people and not other people. I cannot believe that that is the case. Astrologers are also fascinated by the fact that on December 21st of this year, um, Jupiter and Saturn become like conjunctions or, or I believe the word is conjunction. They go into conjunction with each other. Simply means they're within one degree of each other or maybe it's 0.1 degree of one another in the sky. And when you look up at the sky with your telescope, you'll be able to see them both in the same field at the same time. This happens very rarely with those two planets. It's been 500 years since they have both been in that space together. Um, and there's a lot of hoopla around the fact that this is the exact way that the stars were aligned, that the planets were aligned when um, Christ was born. But I mean, the birth of Christ is is theoretically placed in our timeline at best. And I like similarities. I like biorhythms. I like repeating patterns. I like to absorb the energy of something that's powerful. But I don't want to assign it more power and presence than it has. I don't want to defer our power to something else, especially when that something else is fear. So I just want to say to you, worlds end and worlds begin all the time. Every time we do self-work, every time we change a job or have a breakup or have a new baby or adopt a new pet, a world ends and a world begins. You are always in a cycle of worlds ending and worlds beginning. Don't let fear dismantle you. And if ascension is something that is so appealing to you that you hope that on December 21st that you become awash with this energy of ascension, I want you to say to yourself, why am I waiting? I can access that right now. 
I can simply do my self-work and heal all the places within me that feel just kind of not okay. That's how we ascend. That's all that it is. And in the meantime, please take a moment to just drop to your knees in gratitude for the power of the liminal space that we are stepping into as we enter winter. Because fall is coming to a conclusion here in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, The leaves have dropped. The trees are empty. The death is right with us. And then the power, oh my God, the beautiful power of the liminal space begins. And we can manifest anything. We can call forth whatever we so desire in that space. And we get to sit calmly, peacefully, beautifully, and wait for it to come. And while we wait, we get to take care of ourselves and sleep and be nourished and be warm. And I think that's like the most beautiful thing. So thank you for listening to me. I'm glad to be back. Stay tuned for my next episode about Twin Flames. It should be very interesting. I might do a series. Um, And I've been getting a lot of requests for coursework. Back when teaching classes in person was a real thing, I taught this thing called Moonstone Witchery Witchcraft Academy, and I was um, teaching baby witches everything they needed to know to uh, become a witch. I even like cutely have a little certificate you can earn that says that you are a certified witch at the end of my program. I am working on making this program available to you in an online format. So once I have that happening in the new year, I will let you know. So please keep your eyes on my work so that you can find out when I put that offering out, if that is something that you are interested in. I have also succumbed to a little bit of peer pressure and I have made a witchy TikTok account I am Moonstone Witchery over there. I have two videos. They are not great, but you can go ahead and follow me. And if anyone has any insight for me on how the F I'm supposed to TikTok, I would really like that because I think I'm just like slightly old, like a little too old for this. (laughs) But I want to learn. I want to be cool. I want to be a part of Witch Talk. So help me out. Help us out and Hit me up with all of your tips and tricks, and I would absolutely love that so much. I'll give you a shout-out somewhere. Thank you so much. Um, That said, okay, find me on social media. Please know that I love to hear from you. I am so grateful for those of you who have checked in and for everyone who tagged this podcast on their, like, Spotify end-of-year review thing. That was so exciting for me to see. I felt so loved that day or those days. It made a big difference to me. Hearing your feedback always brings a smile to my face. So I am happy to be here. I will talk to you about Twin Flames. I have not forgotten to discuss the major arcana in tarot. And hopefully we'll get to all that soon. Have a blessed rest of your day and week.